0: Remain 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 remain, 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 really remain, 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 remain. remain. remain, remain, remain.
1: Well, well, welcome, everybody. My name is Tyler, and today we've got the stuff of sticking. We're drifting, guys. We are fickle. We're flaky, but the good news is that Dave is joining us to talk about remaining, to the power of 10 even. Oh, and we've got our craziness champion from a field of 64 down to one. You voted on the greatest Bible character last week, and we are here to tell you who that is. It's not Enoch disappointing for Maren, but it is not Enoch. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Let's all taste the good fruit together and get started by welcoming in our favorite branches in need of a good pruning, Marin and Barry. Good day guys. <laughs> hey, I love that.
2: In need of a good pruning. Yep. That's the best part by far.
1: Yeah, that's the good part.
2: Man. Do you like pruning? Is it enjoyable for you? No, that's but that, you in, in that the that Bible later.
1: verse, that's good. <laughs> if you're producing fruit, you get pruned. No, if you're not producing fruit, you get pruned. Right. You get cut, and then you get burned. But no, if you're you producing get fruit. So
3: that you produce fruit,
1: yeah and, if, yeah. and if you know anything about the bad branches, get pulled out and thrown away. The good branches get pruned, right? Right. And do yeah. you know? So what- you're the good ones.
2: Yay! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Guys, how you doing? I'm great. I'm good. I'm back from vacation. vacation. This time. And I'm actually working today and potting. I'm not. Uh, you're I'm working not on vacation. Where'd you go on vacation? I was down in uh, Tennessee. Yeah. For what? uh, Just for the heck of it? Just for the heck of it. We've got some family friends who have a cabin down in the vicinity of Chattanooga. And so Liv and I went down there and spent a few days and it was awesome. Spring break. Yeah. Our version of spring break, which was helped greatly by the fact that they have this huge, beautiful TV. And like top of the line, everything Apple TV with
1: the remote that you can like talk to. And so you went on vacation and just watched tons of Netflix. We watched so much Arrested Development and (laughs) some of our favorite shows and movies. There's no way you could have done that here. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) oh man so you feel vacated you feel refreshed you're good to go
3: yeah i'm good i'm a little loosey-goosey i was saying before we started the pot i'm i'm actually a little bit in a daze because i came right back into the middle of it Mm -hmm. and i'm preaching this this coming weekend so um it's just right right back into the thick of it in the whirlwind man yeah but
1: yeah i'm good i'm real good
2: you seem so like elevated and chipper like more so than even usual. I think it was rejuvenating. You've period. got a glow
1: you've got a glow to you.
2: You it's, are just glowing. I'm,
3: I am feeling chipper today. Thanks <laughs> chipper. for noticing. Chipper. <laughs> what do you got in the chipper there?
1: <laughs> Maren, how are you doing?
2: I'm all right. There's a lot going on. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening? Maybe I need a vacay. You're scrunching
1: yeah. your face right
2: now. Ah, uh, there's a face scrunch. Do
1: too. you need to go to Chattanooga? It really helps make you chipper.
2: You know, you sent me, so Barry sent me a picture. I should correct myself. Barry sent Jaden a picture.
3: Mm-hmm. Through you. I don't, does he have a phone yet? He does. <laughs> oh, shoot. You could have just thought <laughs> Of course, Jade Jade has and a phone. Your, Of course he I need he your, does. your numbers so I can text you waterfall pictures. But
2: I showed him the waterfall picture. And of <laughs> course it like, he just lit up. Like yeah. it was awesome that I, you even thought of him on Facebook. Nature, well, nature boy. Well, I just
3: found out last week that he's into nature. So oh,
2: totally. And nature photography, not just, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: well Barry, you need, you need to go camping with him then. That'd yeah. be great. Right, let's, like, let's do
3: a camping trip. Can I read what I sent him? Cause it is really nerdy. <laughs> uh, oh, shoot. Oh, here it is. All right, here we go. I said, cause I thought he'd enjoy this, not just from a nature perspective. Uh, I said, Jaden might appreciate this. At this exact moment, I'm standing in a secluded gorge in Tennessee, watching as something <laughs> as harmless as water slowly punches and slices its way through Whoa. layers of impenetrable rock, Very. Car- carving new paths for itself. Thanks to the relentlessness of time and the pervasiveness of gravity. God is cool is what I'm saying.
0: So, <laughs> Wait, very Wait, poetic. you were on vacation when you wrote that? Yeah, that's what
2: I, that's what I think about when that I sounds sit like work. in a
0: secluded gorge. <laughs> oh
1: man.
2: It was much appreciated.
0: <laughs> Maren,
1: what is going on? Why is it a tough time?
2: Oh man. Well, there's a lot of health issues in my family that just kind of came to light within the last week. Um, so that's not good. I'm scrunching my face over that. And then even, I mean, right before we started this podcast, I got a text from my sister-in-law. Um, my nephew has like a swollen something or other on his neck that they've been concerned about and he's going to have it removed and biopsied tomorrow really so I'm scrunching my face they don't know what it is they don't they don't
1: so how do they know they have to remove it
2: because it got bigger like instead of going away
1: so it's uh, not like a lymph node
2: it looks like a swollen lymph node I don't know I'm not a doctor but <laughs> she just sent me the text yeah. saying that he's going to go under tomorrow oh man and how old so is he he's I want to say
1: five. Mm. Oh my goodness oh five years old that's yeah. scary
2: yeah, scrunching my face. Where do they live? They live in the south suburbs of Chicago.
1: Okay. Are you going to see them?
2: Uh, I don't have a plan to go home anytime soon. Got to get through Easter and then mm-hmm. I can see after that. Okay. But it's kind of cool. My family does this um, like family texting thread of just like how we can pray for one another. So. That's been a really good way to like stay connected mm-hmm. through. My sisters live in North Carolina. I live here. Like mm-hmm. we're we're all kind of spread out, but it's kind of cool the way we can use technology to still pray for each other and stay connected and all that.
1: Stuff. What is your nephew's name?
2: His name is Wesley. Wesley. Yes.
1: To keep Wesley in our prayers. He's five years old going under the knife. Yes. Mm. Scary.
2: Scary stuff. Yeah.
1: Anything else going on?
2: Well, I know uh, that we're not supposed to talk about raccoons, but what (laughs) that's a strict policy
3: for the pod we're
2: going to look at two houses as soon as we finish the pod today and this is tough oh house shopping this is really tough why man well okay Jed found himself a fixer upper (laughs) 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 And like it just looks terrible like i just saw it and skipped right by it but Mm. he saw it and like sent something to our realtor saying hey can we look at this one and it's just one of those things like i don't know as a six i'm just like are you crazy
1: some of my favorite stories are or jed found Blank
2: exactly <laughs> because
1: it always yeah. ends in some but kind of craziness. But even the realtor
2: like wrote us back and was like, you know, it says raccoon damage like right in the <laughs> listing. You might want to. When your realtor's that. like, I just,
3: <laughs> yeah. I just have to say, just twice so now, you know,
2: twice in the last week, damage. our realtor has like advised us against homes that Jed has kind of liked. What? So this what's is the a, appeal to? A very long what's and the appeal to process. Jed? He watches Free a raccoons. lot <laughs> of fixer upper. <laughs> Free raccoons. <laughs> he watches a lot of TV, and I think. He just thinks that you can take like a diamond in the rough and make it amazing. The problem is we can't do that. And, yeah, are you guys handy? TV shows have
3: these huge budgets too, right? To make it look amazing. Are you guys handy?
2: Um, relatively handy. He can like refinish wood floors and stuff, oh. and I can strip wallpaper with the best of them. Yeah, yeah.
3: Is he up on his? Is he up on his rabies shot?
2: <laughs> no. Oh man! Uh, oh, yeah. I
0: could tell you rabies stories. <laughs> oh no, Dave.
2: What? <laughs> I'm kidding. Have you had rabies? <laughs>
0: No, I can tell you raccoon stories. Yeah, no, oh, man. oh man, yeah. my
2: parents had raccoons like rip yeah. through their roof. Like, oh, yeah, and what? Yeah, oh, they v-
0: do this. Oh my word, yeah,
2: yes, and they're very dangerous.
0: They're very, they're well, yeah, yeah, and adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They got those little, oh, the, hands. The, the little hands and the little uh, babies with the no teeth. teeth. Yeah. yeah. The babies are so so cute. But, but if the, it
2: says raccoon damage, yeah. what does that listing? mean? So
1: like it ate through the wall.
3: I don't know. That, what that means is that when they were like, we got to list this. Can we just, could they just find this and like, maybe not make, not mention it. No, we have to mention it. Yeah. It's yeah. that bad.
2: Basically. I'm about to walk through that house <laughs> in about two hours. Are you scared? So. Like,
1: does that scare you? Are you scared of raccoons just like popping out from somewhere?
2: I, I, mm, I'm not so much afraid of the raccoons. I'm afraid of their toxicness that could like kill me. Okay. <laughs> there you go.
1: Jed, man. When the walls
3: start hissing, <laughs> just uh,
1: back away. <laughs> yeah. And they do hiss. Yeah. Dave. Hey. How you doing? Yeah, just a Biden. Yeah. <laughs> remaining, remaining. Uh, no, I'm, I'm what's, what's
0: new? Uh, not much, actually. Yeah. Um, I was actually, I had to look at my calendar to figure out what I did last week. But Yeah. What'd you do? Anything cool stuff? Yeah. I made scones. Oh, you did? I always make scones. Yeah. When my wife's um, shop, whenever they're having an open house. You're the scone guy. I have to make scones.
1: Yeah. So. How often does that happen? All the
0: time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Is scones like your specialty? That's one of my wife's coworkers. I, I made scones and now she's kind of like, Loves them. Yeah. So. Well, your scones are ridiculous. Yeah, I've, I've really made good. myself
3: nauseous on your scones <laughs> Eating too many? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're just supposed to have like a scone <laughs> and coffee. And I have like two and a half, three. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're they're, re- I re- they're really good. I learned, I got the recipe when I was at the Culinary Institute of America. It's a phenomenal recipe. It's a very simple recipe and they're
2: wonderful. Are they like flavored with something? Like you, a cranberry I make scone?
0: Uh, cranberry. I made cherry cinnamon. Mm. I made uh pine nut lemon pine nut i mean i can interesting oh yeah i'll bring some in for the pod all right
2: oh yes please all i'll sure, bring that'd it. be I'll, nice
0: i'll bring you <laughs> i'll bring
1: you some barry might get sick but <laughs> yeah we'll enjoy them
0: but yeah i don't i i'm okay I, it's just it was a long weekend and yep. um made a little easier this week since my wife was on all weekend too playing with oh, fire and it was so cool. nice
1: to have her she was at One Forty Sixth Street campus, yeah, right? She was. It was. They nice. busted out the grand piano. The awesome. Yep, yeah, got it tuned up. It's been a while, right?
0: Yeah, I love hearing. I love hearing her play. I get to hear her play at home, but mm-hmm.
2: it will make a reappearance at Good Friday.
0: I know. Yeah, grand Penny's piano. coming back.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. When I great promo. It, most people at this point now in Grace's history, I would say, probably the vast majority of people don't know how yeah. good she really is. Right.
2: Come to the Good Friday service.
0: Are you singing or leading or what are you doing?
2: I am. I'm doing a couple of songs. Me, Jaden and Penny (laughs) and the choir. So Mary's doing a lot more than I am, but
0: you led with with Jaden
1: at the high school ministry merge last night, right? Yes. Cool.
2: Yeah. It was Jaden's first time getting to do merge. So that was super cool. Super (laughs) cool. That is cool.
1: Playing with the high school kids.
3: Yeah,
2: I guess so. It's, it's kind of a a foreshadowing, I guess. I I was telling him, this is you next year, get ready. Yeah. How
3: That's does he awesome. feel? How did he feel about it?
2: Um, if he were here, he'd probably say,
0: "Fine. It was fine. I feel good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's good." Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, what happened this past weekend with when we had three hundred and fifty middle schoolers for an overnight?
2: Oh my god. What my did happen? Goodness. Did
1: you see the Insta story <laughs> that was in Fisher's right yeah. control? So yeah. What did happen?
2: Amazing things happened. For really? I'm told. Okay, I like have two children. I have two junior high students who both went to the, the, the mega nighter. We came and called it an overnight. Mm-hmm. It's It was a, a mega nighter. Yeah. So I believe it started with just fun and music at the Fisher's mm-hmm, campus. Mm-hmm. And then they went to
0: bowling and
2: sky they, zone. They, they divided it sky up, zone. right? There's like,
3: there's like three different groups and they rotate between. That's what they've done it in the past. I think.
2: Yeah. Um, we should no, have children on we don't know. the pod to say what happened. Yeah, we um, should
0: interview them instead. Yeah. Of us. We should
2: interview the kids. But what well, I they'd know probably is say, "Yeah, went it was fine. It was good." And they went bowling, and they went to a movie, and they got back to the Fisher's campus at around seven fifty a.m. Uh-huh. Eight a.m. Um, All so, nighters
1: at that age yeah. are the best.
2: No. I, have, I have vivid, <laughs> that I have vivid <laughs> that's memories. That
0: age, this is why I left youth ministry.
1: Well, yeah, at at
0: like adult's age, it's terrible. It's just a terrible thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is. I have vivid memories of a middle school all-nighter here at Grace.
1: Me too, man. Do you? Well,
2: Not we're probably middle school, this- but high
1: school for sure.
2: Well, yeah. huge props to the adults who survived the night yeah. and kept our children safe and allowed them mm. to have fun. And I'm glad it wasn't me.
0: Youth leaders are the, <laughs> are the best.
1: They are, man. Um, so I want you guys to tell me if this has ever happened to you. Uh-oh. So yesterday we're like looking for dinner. And Uh, it happens all the time. Yeah. Okay. So not that. No, not that part. We were like, "Mm, we haven't had steak and shake in a while. Let's go to steak and shake. Mm. We pull up to the drive through and the, the lady who comes through the uh, thing thing says, welcome to steak and shake. Give me about 10 minutes.
0: (laughs) 10 minutes. (laughs) 10
1: minutes. (laughs) And I said, was that 10 (laughs) minutes till the food's ready or what? And she said, no, 10 minutes till you can order. And I said, and we were the only car in line.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: She said, yeah, 10 minutes to you can order. And I said, what? I literally was so confused. I was just like, what? Ooh. What? And then we just drove away. But that's not the first time that's ever happened to me. I've definitely pulled up to d- drive throughs
2: pruning We're, it's pruning i'll tell you why why it's never happened to me it hasn't never wait a minute it's ha- this that's,
1: is the third time it's happened where i've pulled Lord. up to a drive-thru and they've said uh we only have one guy in here so uh it's gonna be <laughs> about 30 him, minutes did
0: you, did you say test him, Lord? <laughs>
2: test him. <laughs>
0: why oh, there's an so angel that can... in heaven that's been given this responsibility he's gonna like, give, give me him. dinner <laughs> So Toby,
3: the guy that was supposed to be working that day, got up yeah. feeling a little bit sick. And he's like, "What's going on?" And the Angel's like, "We need me. Oh, trust me. We need Tyler <laughs> to get stuck at another drive Wait, was it
0: others other than Steak and Shake? The other places? The other places? Yeah, it it was it was a uh, Taco Bell. Okay, I don't get Taco yeah. Bell. Steak and Shake, I get because it's kind of made from scratch. They're, they're yeah. not. They don't have on. You know, everything's made.
1: Yeah, if, if I could order and then wait 10 minutes, I understand. That's a different story. But she said, don't even talk anymore until <laughs> nice. 10 minutes is up and then we'll take your
0: order. I wish you don't work on our email. I
1: don't know. We were the only people in line. I don't know what was happening inside. But the time before I pulled up and he was like, I'm the only guy in here. So give me 30 minutes. Like, 30 minutes? 30
2: minutes. But he gave you an explanation. I'm the only guy in here. So at least well, yeah, 30 minutes. At
1: that point, just close. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to go eat there if it's gonna take thirty minutes. Mm. Anyways, so not that's never happened to any, any of you. No.
3: Never. Uh, well, of course, I didn't start using drive thru ever until until I started dating Olivia. What? I just never did. I mean I I had been to them occasionally, but I would always go in. Why is restaurant? this just coming out now? What this that I'm so weird about that? <laughs> You've
1: never <laughs> gone through a drive-through? Uh,
3: yeah, I don't I don't know. I have no idea. It just was not my thing. I kind of liked going inside. Yeah, and like at the bank I did it out of a out of principle. When I had my nonprofit, I would go into the bank and build a relationship because I was in there all the time mm-hmm. with deposits and stuff. Mm-hmm. To build a relationship with the with the tellers. But at fast food restaurants, I guess I just liked I think subconsciously I felt like it was faster. Going inside.
2: I like that you said build relationship with the tellers. That was only for the bank. I'm not I don't <laughs> I don't do that to build a
3: relationship with fast food. I wish people. I would have
2: thought to tell Jed that because my answer I just hate machines. Like I won't, yeah. I won't put okay, my money a, into a machine, like to, what? to make deposits. You know, they put it, it check, in a machine, right? But I just, I want to see human hands, like <sighs> handling my business. Like, but they
3: put it in a machine. Aaron. <laughs> I feel like you're going to have a hard time when our robot overlords come <laughs> to take over the earth. A very,
2: yeah. very hard time going underground when that happens.
1: Yeah. What do you think they do with your stuff when you hand it to them? Um, put it, Just like, hold it.
2: Well, the thing is I can see what they're doing with my stuff. When I put it into a machine, like what happens? Where does it go? I can't mm. see. Black hole. Black hole. Yeah. yeah. It goes into your- Very uncomfortable about, uh, very uncomfortable about it. So uh, this is, Jed will use the machine every time and I oh will man. choose to tell it oh, so every raccoons. single time.
1: Yeah, we are off the rails. <laughs> Guys.
2: But it's just because I wanted to build relationship with the people. With the, that's yeah. the main reason. That's why yeah. I did that.
1: We have a champion. Of- we have a champion of Bible character craziness. Do we have a drum roll or something? Yeah, I mean? we, do. we do. Of course we do. Between Sundays. Oh, maybe we don't.
2: <laughs>
1: oh no, it's gone. How about this? We have a champion. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> that man's
1: name is Paul! Good job,
3: Paul.
0: Paul. Yay! Yay.
1: Can we record our own version of that one, please? Let's yes. Let's do our own. So, yeah. So the, the Bible character craziness happened all week last week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for voting. We've had hundreds and hundreds of people vote. So thank you for that. Uh, it was a blast. It was a blast to do every night and every morning. I was literally sitting in front of Excel sheets at 11 p.m. every night last week counting. Okay. Mary has this many votes. Uh, John the Baptist. All right, so we put percentages by how much people won by, and um, gotta say, guys, Paul versus Mary in the championship, Paul won by only a few votes. Wow, what is it, fifty-six percent or something like that? He he won that vote. He won the championship by that slim of a margin. So, just a three-pointer at the end, just at a buzzer-beater, man, <laughs> Paul. How about that? So, people okay. have asked, um, what are you going to do next year? What, how are you going to top this? And I've got some ideas. I've got mm. some ideas
0: on how, how we're going to do this. How about most incredible massacres in the Bible?
2: <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. <goodness>.
1: Oh <laughs> no. I did Paul think could be in bad. there too, I
0: guess. <laughs> how about,
1: how about. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. He might be a 10 seat or something. <laughs> <laughs> what about best miracles yeah. in the Bible? Oh, that's, that's one of the ideas. I like Best miracles.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, most confusing Bible passages. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate Bible bad guy. Ooh, oh, the bad people villains oh, oh villains like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. Bible.
0: I like it. Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh guys, you participated in this um tourney this Every this year. Day. What stood out to you? Any surprises? Any uh
0: anything we want to talk about? And yeah, I want to know who the UMBC, the University of Maryland, Baltimore County who, who was yep. who was the lowest seed that went the furthest? What? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the answer to that is Rahab. She beat Adam, who was a number 3 seed, and lost to Moses, who's mm-hmm. number 2. But definitely I think it's definitely her cuz her first round was against Hagar, so it was the the prostitute versus the mistress and then she beat Adam, the father of creation. Mm-hmm. Is that what we call him? What do is there a nickname for him? First dude, first <laughs> first guy. <laughs> uh so yeah, she advanced and um Was defeated in the Sweet Sixteen by Moses. So I would say Rahab made it to the Sweet Mm Sixteen. Wow, good for
2: her, and got quite a few votes. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't even a blowout.
1: Yeah. So, Marin, you last week we talked, (laughs) and you had chosen Job versus Enoch in the final match, and uh, disappointing to say, Enoch did not make it past the first round.
2: (laughs) Job didn't get all that far either. Job made it to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, he beat
3: Joshua
1: fifty three percent. That's yeah. That was a close game, and he lost to the champion Paul. So I guess there's some badge of honor there that he lost to the champion. But uh,
2: I mean, Job versus Paul—that's
1: tough. What is? Uh, what are some of your takeaways from uh, your your choices last week?
2: So I made choices. I think for personal reasons, like based on who I thought was awesome, but I did not yeah. make choices based on like world impact, which I know was one of your criteria. Oh, um, so you
1: didn't follow the rules.
2: No, I never do. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but I did have Moses in my final four.
3: Good. Good. If you look at the, uh, I don't know what the terms are. The, what would you call the final match between a specific region?
1: Uh, the elite eight.
3: The Elite Eight. So mm-hmm. when you look at the matchup for the Northwest region, you might even say that in this in this game, somebody robbed Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Oh, All right. Oh, wham. I, I like don't it. know if that's a boom. There we go. <laughs> Wait, that's actually me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Paul so beat Peter. Paul and Peter. I guarantee there was some uh, some animosity there. Mm-hmm. In heaven, looking down. Oh my. <laughs> goodness.
1: Oh my. Um, thoughts on Isaiah, not moving f- past, uh, the second round. Bummed, not surprised. Not when, surprised. Uh, not surprised. Is it because I seated him wrong?
3: Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I blame it's my you. Fault. <laughs> uh, I don't think that other people have such an affinity for uh,
1: Isaiah that I do. Yeah. I I, obviously not. Clearly.
2: I think to a lot of people, Isaiah is mysterious. Well,
0: mm-hmm. all the prophets are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't think that they quite, uh, have the the closeness with Isaiah that they do with Paul. So Mary or Moses. Mm -hmm. So I
3: see that Rachel dominated Cain 93%. Go ahead. Which means that 7% of people voted for (laughs) Cain over Rachel.
1: (laughs) Hold on. Wow. Not only that, if you look down, um, Samuel versus Judas. Samuel earned 90% of the vote, which means Judas, Judas earned 10%. 10%. Percent. People so love in their that, underdogs. <laughs> in that region, Cain and Judas got a combined 17% of their respective votes.
0: Which tells me if we do the villains of mm-hmm.
3: the
2: Bible,
1: Yeah. Judas, he- he's a way. favored heavyweight. <laughs> favored contender. Yeah. So... I, I had a blast doing this. It was fun. My dad and I had breakfast last week and he, I was talking to all about him, all the work that we put into this. And he said, do you think it was worth it? Cause there's no, like there's, you don't get anything if you win. And I was like, that's a good point, but it was definitely fun. Yeah, It was definitely fun. And, um, major win because I belonged to all these different, like groups on Facebook, church communications and marketing groups and stuff. And people outside of grace latched onto this and they were, really excited that we came up with this idea and they were like, we're definitely doing this next year. This is awesome. So it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was definitely not for them. It was for the people of grace church, but I think that other people outside of grace were participating in votes as well. So it was, it was a blast.
0: Yeah. We had fun. I
1: think it's a great idea
0: Yeah, because you, I mean, unless you're just being goofy about it and just, you know, if you had to think about it, it's a good thing to think about. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, if you read any of the, character profiles I had people telling me I learned stuff about so-and-so that I had never even thought of I didn't even know who Priscilla was and Mm -hmm. I learned
0: something about her so
1: yeah it was it was good and I think people learned something um yeah it was good we got to do more stuff like that just have another one
0: untimely deaths of the (laughs) oh no
3: (laughs) Maren did you any of your family participate kids parents anybody get involved
2: and Uh, talk about it not sure no no yeah my mom did yeah, Did she? what she, she think? Would, she would post on Facebook, just voted. Nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> great. Love that. Yeah. All right. Let's turn the corner to this last weekend. Dave, you uh, gave a great message about remaining. You were preaching on uh, John in the passage. It talks about the true vine and the branches and um, rem- what it means to remain in Jesus and how that's a hard thing. Do you mind giving us a quick, uh big idea for people who may not have heard the message or may have forgotten since then?
0: Yeah, so it's uh, the imagery is well known to many people. I'm the vine, you are the branches, Jesus said, and if you abide in me or remain in me and and my words remain in you, then uh, you'll produce much fruit. Um, so the interesting thing is, as I was working on the passage, I realized that uh, we focus a lot on the imagery and the allegory mm-hmm. and, and all that, but really Jesus had one simple message. And And I know you're going to mock this, I'm not going to
1: mock anything.
0: But I was trying to make people have a memorable way of people understanding Jesus' main point, which he said 10 times. Remain, 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 (laughs) remain, 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 remain. I get it. I get it. Remain. Oh. Remain. Oh. Remain. Remain remain. We, right. got it, remain. we got it, Dave. We got it. It goes on like that for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Will you ever forget no, that? Of no. Of course, course not. you will because that was Jesus point. So that the big idea was to stick with Jesus because it's hard to stick with Jesus. It just is.
1: Yeah. You're right. We any I've ever heard this message, it's been um very um visual and thinking about, okay, I'm the branches. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Jesus is the vine. But I, thinking about really how hard it is and how often, I mean, you talked about how often Jesus was left and is left. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I do that all the time. And so it was really, it was really interesting. And I know last week you were like, this is really straightforward message. Um, we're talking about remaining, but mm-hmm. it was, it was really good for me to to sit there and, and hear that because so often I get distracted. So often I get, um, I don't know. I mean, I do leave. I do leave, and I don't remain. Sometimes, and. like when you're at the drive-through and they yeah. ask you to wait for ten minutes. Yeah, it's like if nah. You I'm just, out if you out could here. just
3: abide for ten minutes, we'll uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be right with you. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think?
2: At the beginning, towards the beginning of your sermon, you quoted um, prone, to, "Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Prone to leave the God I love." Mm-hmm. That's always been a very profound, profound verse that a lot of people connect with. I connect with. Yeah, but this this message made me think of quite a few things, but one of the things was how many people I've known, um, friends of mine hmm. who once walked closely with Jesus and hmm. have since all but given up on um having an active faith or even claiming to be believers. Yeah. It made me take a hard look at that. Wow, yeah. You you said at one point, uh, people tend to leave Jesus. And here just comes the list, kinda scrolling mm-hmm. through my mind. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when he's yeah. and even Jesus said. I mean, he gave us a clue ahead of time. He said, "Look the 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 road is very narrow. The road to life is very narrow. Mm-hmm. Very few people find it." Mm. And that's haunting. Mm-hmm. I love that you pointed
3: out that, especially in the Book of John in the Gospel of John, there are so many people that don't stick with Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. and that's actually a theme throughout the whole book. When you read it, you see all the people deserting him and leaving him. And I mean, you mentioned the whole thing about. Him like, yeah, you're going to drink my blood and eat my flesh. And people are like, we're out. Nope. <laughs> See ya. Nope. So I, that was it. That was real- I'm really, out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought that was really valuable to remember because you might get the the sense that Jesus just had this up into the right ministry of people, more and more people following him and following him. Yeah. But by the end he died with like, I mean, even before he had those 120 at the end, he died with like six mm-hmm. people that stuck around him. I mean, like his mom I mean, there were not very many people That's at, crazy at the cross.
0: Now, get that. Here's another stat. I'm getting ready to preach in a couple of weeks on Easter. So, here's a new stat. I wish I would used seen it for this past weekend. The number of people that saw Jesus resurrected was 500. Hmm. Wait, back that up. Hmm. 500 people saw a resurrected Jesus from the dead, and only 120 people stuck around, which is insane because all I hear. From people struggling in their
1: faith is man, I just he's like out of sight, out of mind. If I want, I bet people back in the day had great faith because they were with him. You know, they were in his yeah, presence. Right.
0: <clears throat> yeah, touch, touch my this is his yeah. body. Which by the by the way, just walked through that door. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and see this is there there. See where the where the sword went in in the they nailed my hand. On the, they could see everything, and here he's alive come back from the dead, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, and still uh, hundreds and hundreds said, nah. That's yeah. insane to me.
3: I mean, even just, even not even thinking about the resurrection, but just thinking about the number of people, e- even if we were to say, sure, 500 people saw him resurrected and only 120 managed to make it to the room Yeah, for whatever. But even if it was 500 people that stuck around, there were 5,000 people at least people who are fed miraculously out of like a couple of loaves, all of a sudden all these people are eating and they yeah. had leftovers. I mean, we talk about all this, we talk about all the time. Like, well, if I could just see some yeah. miracle, yeah, then I, then I'd believe,
1: but it's, it's like, turns no, out that's probably not, probably case. not no. true. Tur- turns it, out it's, it's like, once not- I get,
3: once I get yeah. my free bread, then I want more free bread. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, which just, like, that's not
3: <laughs> here's yeah. your free bread, eat <laughs> yeah. my
0: flesh and drink my blood, exactly. uh, which is exactly why he said that. Yeah, yeah, and then there, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a, it, 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 it was stunning to me as I was working, just how many people walked away. He had a huge back door, yeah, he had a f- huge front door hmm. that a lot of people came through, and mostly everybody went through the back door and said, Nah,
1: do you think the reasons people don't remain in Jesus today are the same reasons? They didn't remain then. Cause you outlined a couple yeah. reasons. I'm wondering if it's the yeah. same.
0: Um, well, that's an interesting question. I'd have to I'd have to think about that. You know, my, my knee jerk would be that they have to be the same because human beings are human beings, but I wonder if they were different. I
3: think one of the things that make that I, I find probably more unique in this culture than some of the other cultures I've in, encountered around the world, and I would presume would be also true of the ancient world, is that our patience level as a culture is super low. I mean, I don't mean to yeah. keep coming back to the whole drive, <laughs> drive through things either, but like, oh. we don't, we don't want to wait for anything. Especially a- a- not a steak burger. Or exactly. But we don't want to wait on God. Nope. That idea of waiting for God to move or act is, is not something that, that resonates with us. We yeah, want action yeah. now. And if it's not now, then clearly God must not be
0: paying attention. Exactly. To me. And, uh, yeah. and how about this? So, Overstatement, okay, overstatement. I'll just say this at a time. Most Christians really get into Jesus for the after you die business. Right. Okay, so if that's what a person's perception of Jesus is, that I just, I got to do my thing, throw the stick in the fire, walk to the front of the church, do some kind of thing, get baptized. So now I'm good for eternity. And if that's what Christianity is, why stick around? You got it. It's in the bag. You got mm-hmm. it. In, it's in your pocket. You, you don't have to do anything more. So just go live however you want to live. And when you die, you're good. Mm-hmm. And if that's what the gospel is, if that's what Jesus is all about, there's no reason to stick around. Mm-hmm. But if the gospel is something more important, than not more important. If it is bigger, wider than simply going to heaven when you die if it's about somehow think the transformation of your life so you find your calling and you're involved in the kingdom of god if it's something like that then the desire to stick sorry i'm preaching here but the desire to stick with jesus is greater
1: yeah and i like how you illustrated that by tying it back to what barry preached about a couple weeks ago about digging spiritual wells yeah and Even sitting in that sermon, I was like, man, yeah, digging spiritual wells, that sounds nice. But digging wells is probably really hard and remaining is probably really, really hard. And if that's what (laughs) remaining
0: looks like is digging wells, that is not going to be easy. Or taking up your cross and dying daily. Yeah. Which, (laughs) yeah. why would anybody, Yeah, I'm still, I'm with you. I'm into death. Yeah. I'll die with you every day. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know why we're surprised that people walk away from Jesus. Yeah, you said I'm, it was.
1: People drift away because of carelessness, sin, which leads to guilt and shame, yeah. unresolved pain, inexplicable tragedy, and unanswered questions
0: and confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of reasons why that people walk away. But I just think our our gospel is so puny. It is so. It is so limited. The gospel we we tend when I to say preach. our gospel, I mean the the kind I grew up with. For heaven's right. sakes. Mm. The kind I was taught to teach. Get to have transactional, the transactional gospel. Do you has, X receive Y? Yeah, case closed. Boom. Yeah, done. Yeah, and that's yeah. I mean, there's there's no compelling reason to stick around Jesus when you've when you've got your if that's all it's about.
3: Right. I think we we tend to kind of frame it as man, there's so much death around us. This world is full of death and sin and blah, blah, blah. So if you want life, you can have it after you die. And here's how to get it. Rather than us saying, you can have life now and you can actually bring life into the world that you live in now. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different way of
0: looking at it. And you can be everything that you were designed to be before you were born. That's fully within your possibility if you follow Jesus. Mm. But if you don't care about being what you were designed to be before you're born, just get your fire insurance squared away and just live how you want to live. Well, one of them is all about making sure that you
3: end up on the vine so you don't burn in the fire. right? One of them is about bearing fruit. And we're talking about a gospel about bearing fruit, which is the point of being on a vine. You don't just you don't just get grafted onto a vine to just exist. so you don't die. Yeah, exactly. You get grafted on so that you can bear fruit. Mm-hmm. That's why we get pruned. That's why we stay connected to the true
0: vine. Mm.
2: We sound really churchy right now.
0: Yeah, we do. Let's Can we talk it.
2: about pruning? Can we talk about what that means?
3: No. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, we can. Oh yes, we can. I don't I mean, know what yes it means.
1: I just know that the video we showed in services, those grapes looked amazing.
2: Delish. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. Can, what, I,
3: can I start by just saying something I know about? Yeah. cultivating, cultivating <laughs> vines. So the, sorry if you all know this, but the reason, uh, you saw on that video, uh, there was a point at which there were grapes on the vine, but then they started plucking the leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that seemed like a little bit of a weird thing. Don't plants need leaves to, to survive? Well, the very best grapes, um, that make the very best wine actually come from plants that are just on the edge of, of dying, they don't get enough water. They get just enough water, uh, and they get just enough sunlight to, to stay alive. Um, but because of the way that that nature works, because of the way that these plants are wired, so to speak, when that happens, when those are the conditions they live in, uh, they put all of their energy mm-hmm. into reproduction. So they force themselves to grow as big and as as many grapes as possible. So it's actually there's this there's this point of of actually taking. Um, even something good, like leaves are great for a plant, but you take those away for the sake of pouring all of the energy of that plant, plant into yeah. grapes. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that has, I don't know if we're stretching the metaphor too far to get into that, but I think it's kind of an interesting, y- y- if you leave all of the the branches and unpruned, then they all get the same energy from that plant. They all get the same amount of resources from that plant. And so the grapes of any one of those branches are going to be lesser, but if you prune the 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 branches that don't have fruit or that aren't helping the the fruit grow, then the ones that do have fruit get all the energy to mm-hmm. grow grow more fruit.
2: I, yeah, I saw this happen. Um, it's kind of a funny story. My parents are not particularly known for having green thumbs or anything like that. My mother never had a garden ever, um, and I've always envied people who did, like who just have that kind of know how. Um, but I just grew up in a family that didn't have that kind of.
3: You should talk to the Benders. They're plant
1: people now. Yeah,
3: well, I've always
2: wanted to be half a plant of us person. Are plant people. <laughs> yeah, I've been to your house. I've seen a few plants.
0: <laughs> oh, there's many more.
2: Are there? Oh, Lauren asked me if I visit. was
1: concerned that our house was turning into a jungle.
0: <laughs> How do you week? have the time for that when you're sitting in drive-throughs as
1: well? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, well, there was one. There was a leaf on our floor yesterday or the other day, and she almost cried. She was like, "Look." <laughs> I said, what? The leaf. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that happens. You got to water it.
2: Get that cool watering can and water that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, we had a pear tree in the backyard of the house that we bought. Um, We had a couple of fruit bearing trees in this house and we had come from a house that had no such trees. And then suddenly we bought a house that had these trees already there. And my dad one day is just like, you know, I'm going to go biblical on that tree. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) He's like it's not bearing fruit and I'm just going to go biblical on it. So he went out mm. there and he cut all of the dead branches off okay. or what he perceived as dead branches. Man, the next year, that tree almost like snapped in half with how many pears were Whoa. on that tree. Like there it is. Exploded. So it really works. It exploded with fruit. And of course, there were like many biblical parallels to draw from that. Oh yeah. But that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Cutting away stuff that you know will keep us from achieving our potential. Or growing that that fruit, right. what it needs to be.
1: Right. Hmm. So pruning is good. Oh, it's good. Okay. You not, it gets confused me at
3: the beginning, but it's
2: not necessarily
1: <laughs> like enjoyable.
2: Right. Right. It's not. Yeah. Right. Like, what's he asking me to give up? Mm. Or, or worse yet, what's he taking away from me?
0: Hmm. Does the vine go? Oh, here they come! Here they come! <laughs> quick, hey, get quick. It together, everybody! Everybody!
2: <laughs>
3: of ow, ow! 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 <laughs> Well, like, let's talk about it. Have you, have any of you guys felt like God has pruned you?
0: I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, yes. I was meeting with somebody this morning. Frank and I were talking about, I think one of the first things he said when we sat down is you really don't grow unless you go through the dark valley. Mm -hmm. So it's, and it's just true. It is just true. It's where God meets us, where we hurt the most And where we hurt the most, he does that. It feels like pruning and out, out the other side of it, you're better off. Mm -hmm. And I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. After all these years and all the, yeah, but it's true. It's just, yeah, that's spiritually true.
3: Well, okay. This is going to be, let me give you a very fresh example from my own life, which is potentially not at all what this passage is talking about. (laughs) So, uh, but it's what it feels like to me. It feels like pruning to me. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm being considered as the successor mm-hmm. to dad's role as a senior pastor. Um, and one of the things that is true about me is I've never enjoyed uh, wearing clothes that look good. Like I want to do the bare minimum And I want to have the same five shirts. Yeah. You like, you like having four or five shirts and that's it. And I'm fine Mm -hmm. with that. And I don't, I don't like dressing up. I don't like wearing nice clothes. I
1: don't like wearing jackets. Like it's just, so it's not like you're neutral. You don't like it.
3: And, and the thing is when people, and this is bit my dad can attest to this for years and years, whenever somebody in my family or now Olivia will, when they, are wanting me to put more of an effort in or to dress nicer. I have some deep insecurities about it. Mm-hmm. I have all these like issues that come up and I get really defensive about it. And, um, but one of the realities is, uh, and we have just talking about this earlier today is like, frankly, if I'm going to be in a role where I'm leading an organization like this, I probably need to, in, in this culture, I probably need to spend a little bit more energy about into the clothes that I wear. Like I mm-hmm. need to think about it more. And it just, it for some reason causes me all sorts of of just turmoil inside. And so you're probably gonna see me because I I really care about not being distracting to people and I wanna be, I wanna be somebody that people can feel comfortable with and someone that seems to be in the role that I'm in. You will probably see me preach with a sports coat on this Whoa. weekend or 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 in the next next month or so breaking which, news. It's a big deal for me. Seriously, And so like you'll, you can, I mean, pod friends of the pod, if you see me preaching in a, in a sport, well, now I'll do it. I'm going to wear a sports <laughs> coat this weekend. When yes. you see me up there, um, just know like I'm deeply insecure because it makes me feel like I'm trying too hard to and be someone else to be not, someone yeah. that I'm not to be inauthentic. So, but the, the so, it, but in a sense, I'm like, if this is going to help people respect me or Grace Church more. Mm. And if this means that more people are gonna come to faith in Christ and and our our gospel mission is gonna be lived out better, then yeah, prune me. I will wear Mm. things that that make me uncomfortable for the sake of of what God is doing. I've
2: totally been there. I, I used to tour more often and do music, you know, going from place to place and every once in a while I'd, I'd get invited to a church and it'd be a church of a different denomination every time, just, which was kind of cool, like to get to know the different denominations firsthand that way. And my family and my kids would come with me and whatever, but I have visible tattoos mm-hmm. and every time I would go to a new place, honestly, even when I first came here to audition, cause I had no idea what this place was like, I would bring with me what I would call <laughs> my sweater of non-offense. <laughs> Because they're (laughs) going to shoot down my message. (laughs) They won't listen to me. There are people in the world who will see those tattoos, immediately take offense, and not listen to a word I have to say. Mm. Totally deny the message. And I would rather put on a sweater at an outdoor show in 88 degree weather so that they will hear my message Mm. than have them. The best example was one time I played a show in Minnesota. And it was at a Salvation Army church, very traditional Salvation Army church that still worshiped with a brass band on Sunday. It was super cool. I loved being there. But they were one of those places that had me play like an outdoor outreach concert and then wanted me to come back the next day for Sunday morning service. Mm. Oh, no. no, I got that backwards. This particular show, I think I played Sunday morning first and then did the Sunday outdoor night. show Sunday night. Yeah. So... Yeah, I I had the dress and did the whole, you know, traditional church thing and wore the sweater of non offense <laughs> and then later on that evening I did the outdoor outreach and it was really really hot. So at one point the sweater of non offense came off, but because they had heard my message that morning, mm. um one of the elderly women in the church went to the the major, they don't call him pastor, I think they call him majors in the Salvation Army. And she said, in a Minnesotan accent, which I will now attempt, oh, well, we couldn't tell she had tattoos this morning. Uh-oh. I love. So if
1: she had known.
2: If she had known, just like I thought, she would not have received a word that I had to say or a note from my voice or whatever. Um, that just kind of proved it. But hmm. the walls had been broken down. Lines of communication had been open. That by the time the evening came around, you know, I was her buddy or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she was more able to receive a message even from a person who had tattoos. So later on that that evening, the the major took us all out as a band for dinner or whatever. And he was the one telling us this story. And then he rolled up his sleeve and showed us a tattoo that he'd gotten in his college (laughs) days that he said, only his wife knew that he had, you know, this person who has felt like they've had to hide this for so long, Mm. you know, but these are the sacrifices we make.
1: Where is the balance? Because like that's hiding part of what makes you, you like Barry. I don't know. Like, is, is there a
3: balance? Like here the balance for me is I'm still going to have five shirts, but they're going to be nicer (laughs) than I would normally have. Yeah. And if I get a newer shirt, it'll replace one of those five, but I'm going to rotate between those five shirts and swap out a couple of different sports coats. Mm -hmm. And that, it will be a, will be a level to me that
1: I can, I can live with. Yeah, yeah. That's super respectable. Cause we, we live in a culture and I am super guilty of this, that as an eight on the Enneagram that we've talked about, it's like, no, 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 You're going to be the one that changes. I'm going to be exactly who I think I need to be. And you're going to have to deal with it. Right. But, tattoos. That sounds like yeah, your problem. Not yeah. Mine. So that's super respectable that you can acknowledge that and say, you know, there is some flexing here and there's some compromise and, I can still feel like I am who I am and who I'm supposed to be. And you can.
3: In in first Corinthians, Paul puts it this way, um, talking about his own ministry. He said, when I'm with those who are weak, I share their weakness for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some.
1: Yeah, but that's Paul. Yeah, Well, he is the champion, so we should, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but let, let me give you, I mean, that's clothing is one thing. And, and obviously that's, that's a, a level of pruning, but there's also, um, much, much more intense, deeper types of pruning. I think that I've experienced, I, I, dad will never forget the time that I called him from from Kenya, him him and my mother. And I'm shaking a little bit now when I remember that. And Uh I, they knew that this is what I wanted to do, but I ended up confessing to them because they knew me better than anyone else at the time. In 2005, I confessed to them every single unconfessed sin or sin pattern or sin struggle in my life. Whoa. Everything. I wanted a clean slate. I wanted a clean slate. And (laughs) so I did that. And um, I did that because I felt God was calling me. "You, You need to be free. Yeah. And so I did that and man, talk about pruning. It was, Uh, it was one of the harder things I've ever done. So Uh, I would say so. I would say God pruned me in that moment. And last week I talked about that story of grace. That was one of the first steps along that path
1: that led me to have that experience where I've received the grace of God. So, so is pruning like withholding or humbling of some sort or like,
0: well, yeah, I think because Jesus looked at in that passage, John 15, I didn't talk about this past weekend, but he looked at his disciples and he said, you are already pruned mm-hmm. because of being with me. And now it would be an interesting exploration to say, all right, what do you think he meant? Yeah, what does that mean? That you've already in the last three years, you've been pruned. So if we could figure that out, they're probably, yeah. And I would suggest that pruning is all part of helping people remain in the vine. Mm-hmm. because if you're not pruned and you wither you fall off but if you're pruned you're sticking you're you're actually physically I mean the part of you that is attached to the vine is far more vibrant hmm. so right. pruning helps you it's ents- an
3: act of surrender yeah, it's, it's, like- a, it's saying God I'm allowing you to shape me yeah for greatest fruitfulness hmm.
0: or I don't even think we look and say I we don't nobody wants to say prune me cut me back but when he does, then what do I do? You know, it's that whole, do I close fist? Do I open palm? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, do I, what do I do then?
2: The disciples gave up everything, everything to just follow him. So I guess in that way, like they were the most pruned, hmm. <laughs> you know, that a person could be. They, they had nothing else. That's right. But but to follow him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um we're all doing this rooted thing um, as grace staff. Like we're going through the first pilot of rooted right now. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that this week was all about um, surrender and, mm-hmm. and suffering and all that stuff is very timely um, for me in my personal life. Um, yeah. And we just read through one about um, what would it take to completely surrender your life to God? And I can read that question and say, well, I, I have, I have surrendered my life to God. Mm. I'm I'm a Christian. And then I can even take it a step further and say, well, I left my family and my house and the life I thought I was going to live to answer God's call to come here and be here. So I'm kind of patting myself on the back. Mm. I I have surrendered. I have surrendered. But then I think, well, where are there pockets or areas of my life that I am still clenching my fist too tightly? Mm. What am I not surrendering? Mm. And I just had to sit with that thought and think about, okay, God, show me. Cause I might not even be aware. Like you ever try to fall asleep and you realize like you're clenching a muscle somewhere, like in your face or your shoulders or something. <laughs> and you're like, man, why was I, why was I doing that? Like, I'm sore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. But like unconsciously there can be things that we are just holding on so tightly to or gripping or, or whatever. And so I'm right now like asking God to show me, all right, here, I, I think that I'm pretty good. I think I've surrendered my life to you, but what am I missing? what's left
3: peeling back another layer of the surrender onion yeah,
1: that's hard you're right staying with jesus is hard
0: it's hard that's why people walk away i mean a lot a lot more things to do that are more fun than that
1: yeah and my favorite part of this this particular sermon was when you know we talked about what it is to remain and Verse 11 of chapter 15 says, I have told you these things that you will be filled with joy. Um, this will be my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. And then he goes on to say in-
0: He's talking about the overflowing joy?
1: The overflowing joy. Yeah. Um, and you, you you, said, think about what overflowing joy, what that mm-hmm. would look like. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been sitting here and we I'm thinking of rooted and I'm thinking of all these different experiences I'm having with like different groups, reading different books, um, doing different things and thinking about things like joy. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm a very joyful person. So what does overflowing of joy mean? And then you, you, in another part of the passage you were reading about, if you remain and you ask for anything anything you desire, yeah, it will be granted. Yeah. Right. And, uh, in, in that moment, I'm like, yeah, but sometimes it's not. But then you said, maybe we haven't remained enough enough
0: to really understand whether or not that's true. Yeah, that's where, I didn't do this Saturday night. So if people- Okay, <laughs> So So Sunday morning, I had a notion, and I've said this before, but um, it's hard for us to grasp when Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain, remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. Well, that is that is a freakish thing for us to process. Mm-hmm. Ask anything because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense and it doesn't feel true. Mm-hmm. Then I'm standing there preaching I was, I, and I remembered this, that the issue is if I remain in him and his words remain in me, then what is going to happen is just naturally, I'm going to be more in tune with what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to ask him for something, automatically what I'm going to ask for is something that has already been run by him. Mm-hmm. So it's coming out of my mouth. So if I remain in him, I'm now asking things that were already in tune between us. And so, of course, he's going to say yes. Yeah. So the issue is remain in him. Yeah. And yeah.
2: I was thinking about Christ's response as he's asking, Is it possible that this cup be taken from me? Mm -hmm. He's in the garden. He's praying so hard. His sweat's becoming like drops of blood. He does not want to go through. Good Friday. No. If anyone is in the vine and the vine and him, and I mean, they're one, they're one. Mm -hmm. So he's asking for this thing that he doesn't get. So how do I make sense of that in light of that scripture? And the Mm. only thing I could think of is father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me yet, not as I will, but as you will. I think that that is truly remaining in him and him remaining in you. That if I can pray for the people in my family who are sick and I can just earnestly and fervently pray that God would make them well, if I, in all faith can say, yet not as I will, but as you will. Yeah. Can I say that?
0: Mm. And, Mm. and not to, we don't know exactly what happened when Jesus prayed, would you take this cup from me? We see words on a piece of paper in the Bible. It says, take this cup from me, but not what I will, but will you. What we don't know is how long was between the first statement and the second statement. Was he still laying there? Was it 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes? And in that period of time, the Holy Spirit came upon him and filled his heart with joy Mm. where he was able to say, yeah, thank you. Not what I will, but you will. Yeah. You will. We don't see that. We read that. We see black and white. We see these words and we have no idea. What is actually, is he feeling right now? And it's entirely possible that after the first statement, that's when God touched his heart. And then he said, oh yeah, I can do
2: this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Scripture says in your presence, there's fullness of joy. Yeah. That,
0: if there was anything in the message this past week that nailed me personally, it was about the overflowing joy Mm -hmm. part. And if I remain in him, I should be I should be experiencing joy. He promises it so much, so much joy that I, I can waste some cause I have more than I need.
1: So if I'm not experiencing that, should I be led to believe that I'm not I think remaining in him?
0: Why would it not be a reasonable question at least to ask? Yeah. You know, do, am I where, if I don't have joy of some kind, and let's not confuse joy and happiness cause there's. For sure. Big, yeah. Big difference. But um yeah, I think it's a reasonable question. I don't it's I think it's a question we're afraid to ask ourselves. Yeah. Am I truly remaining him in in him? Because we now know, we now know that most people don't remain in him. Yeah, most people don't. They have the average person who says they love Christ will walk away in some way. Mm we need to get that through our heads rather than thinking that it's some sort of monolithic thing. You give your life to Christ and all of a sudden you're in mm-hmm. stamp your passport and yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Like it's our job to remain. It's our it job is... to abide.
0: Well, getting back to that night, Barry, the way you set this whole series up, if he's going to lay, if he's going to leave us with any words, these are the words he left with us. Yeah. These are the most important words. So. Hmm.
1: Well, thanks for giving us that message sure. last week. Um, What's coming up next? Barry, you're on, huh? Yeah, I'm tying up the
3: series. And I think it'll be interesting. We're talking about unity. Uh, Jesus praying for his disciples at the end. And, you know, you think of prayer and you're like, oh, they, they almost over- overheard his prayer. Well, no, I'm pretty positive. This prayer was just as much a part of his dialogue or his his uh, farewell discourse mm-hmm. as the rest of it. He was praying, but he was praying so that they would hear what was actually on his heart. And this is how he ends it. And I would just sometimes wish that he didn't pray this because he <laughs> prays that they would be unified, that they would be one as he and the father are one. And, and then that not only is that as hard as that is because of the world that we live in and how little I want to be unified with everyone else that calls himself a Christian right now. He goes on to say, because this is how the world will know that I came from you. Like this is how the world is going to know that I actually came from God and oh. it wasn't just a guy.
0: So, is that, is he not, is not our culture right now proving his point? Yeah. For sure. Exa- I mean, yeah. It's like, see?
3: <laughs> why yeah. why would anybody believe the message of Christ looking at the state of- Of, of mm-hmm. Christianity
0: today yeah. and the way yeah. we,
3: yeah. I mean, from, a, from a, so I, I'm, I mean, I won't get into the whole sermon, but I'm, I'm talking, I'm going to at some point talk about the divisions that exist among us. And I'm going to list out all of the, some of the major cultural and, and, you know, things that are going on right now that, that, you know, poli- political, all that stuff that divide us. But I'm also going to mention before I get into that, I'm going to mention just even just the denominational divides, like the number of denominations that yeah. exist, the different people claiming theologically, this is the right way. And and I've, I found, I went ahead and just Googled, uh, Church denomination graph, just to see what would come up, and I'm going to show three versions of it, which are hilarious because they're you can't they're going to be up on the screen. You won't be able to read a single word because there's too much stuff packed on them. It's just hundreds and hundreds of these little tiny. We're all unified. Yeah, we're all just one, just like
1: God and and Jesus. So, oh man, this is the message I've been dreading for (laughs) six weeks. I am going. Speaking of pruning, this is I'm going to be sitting there getting pruned because I feel like there's going to be a lot of conviction
0: happening. Um, I just had a picture. Of Some, me getting pruned? No, I just oh. had a picture. Although that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Someday in heaven, all of us are gathered around God. He finally gathers everyone. All these divisions were all one at the cross. And he looks at us and goes, what were you thinking? Yeah. What you had your, one wh- job. You had one job to <laughs> one be unified. <laughs> you blew it. Come on. Uh, well... Good luck with that, Barry. Thanks. <laughs> Sounds like really easy task. What, what, oh, yeah. And you you're, will be at North Indy? Yep. Okay. I will be in North Indy. So I'll sit behind you and watch you get pruned.
2: <laughs> yeah, You'll it'll be at be North at... Indy this weekend?
0: Yeah, I go. that's where I attend.
2: Oh, uh, I thought you meant you were working. That's I'll just be people. at North Indy this Marin, weekend. yeah. Are you,
0: we'll are you are
3: worship?
2: Saying. I am.
0: Yeah. I'll be there this week. I'm going to North Indy. Great. Hey. Center, so. well,
2: I'll be at
3: 146th <laughs> Street preaching. Well, Actually, Olivia is on as well. She's going to be singing. So if you want to see
1: our side of the pod family, come to 146th street or
3: oh. everyone else go to North <laughs> Indy.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. And it, it actually, I want to thank our listeners anyways, because it's been a while, but you guys listening and you guys, you know, voting last week and just all the f- great feedback we've been getting, you guys are the reason that mm-hmm. we have such a blast doing this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. And uh, you know, if there is a great idea you guys are always sure to let me know um just exactly what that is if there's bad ideas that we we have um you guys let us know that as well so thank you for that you guys keep us honest and you guys uh you are the reason that this is such a blast so thank you for that so we'll see you next week Maren you want to send us out
2: sure do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God
1: and we'll see you on the other side of Sunday